0: the talk shop.
1: This is The Talk Shop on SAFM 104 to 107. Thank you very much, uh, great host. We are talking about CD, the Accelerated Schools Infrastructure Delivery Initiative, right here on The Talk Shop. I am Masichaba Mdolo. CD uh, has been established to get rid of all inappropriate school structures and provide basic services such as water, electricity and sanitation. And we are talking to their program manager, Tsulufelo Diale, also joining us on the line is Graham Block Education analyst, and developmental activist. Of course, we are taking your course contribute. If you want to ask a question of a program manager to fellow or you want to contribute to our discussion, 0891-104-207. 0891-104-207 is the number to dial, or you can SMS us on 34701, and SMSs are charged at 2 Rand. Mr. Block, earlier on you spoke about how um, school principals, or uh, some school principals would not let you in to just look at uh, infrastructure structure in the school, what was the reason that they gave, aside from the fact that you don't, they think you don't come from the political party that uh, they support What, what were, the, were there any concrete reasons, um, what about their levels of frustration
0: look I, I've seen toilets and quite frankly I don't want to go on about toilets but how do you expect teachers to stay on after school if they must use some of those, those uh, infrastructure? Mm, mm. and staff rooms, and places for principals to work. So there were a range of infrastructure issues. We went to the Free State to talk about the Kajizo Trust Model, which they're working with Adopt-a-School and the Shanduka Foundation. And we heard Shanduka is also doing the black umbrellas we heard earlier from the um, disability area. Yes. And I think there's a range of things that can be done. And maybe one has to do infrastructure. I've stopped talking about luxuries. Because I said, what is the point of building science labs when you don't have toilets? But I think what people said is you actually want dignity. and You actually want some sense that you're tying uh, the physical infrastructure to the beginnings of mobilizing stakeholders. And so Cajiso Trust has developed a model with a three-day retreat where all stakeholders get together and plan. And at the end of the day, they'll get a little bit of infrastructure it won't solve all the problems, and that's why I'm very sympathetic as well to ACD. It can do as well as it can, mm. but it's not going to solve all the problems. And we have to have active parents. So even on the biggest hillsides in uh, Eastern Cape, within about 50 minutes, there were a whole lot of parents who came together. And I think there are different ways of getting parents together. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is don't wait for the archbishop, don't wait for the government, don't wait for ACD but get on with things, and I'm sure ACIDI will come far more quickly to places where people are doing things already themselves.
1: And uh, just talking about the work being done by ACIDI, you've been talking about the implementing agents, Austul, and I have to ask... Um, is is there any way why do they have to be a part of the equation because also um, part of the concern that was raised around these implementing agents is they lack the capacity to do the job this was in September 2012 one has to say what is the role of the implementing agents can ASIDI not be speaking directly to the construction companies themselves Uh,
2: thanks Mazushaba basically like I said in the beginning that the national department has never had to implement uh, projects of this nature before infrastructure at all and therefore you would imagine that there is no capacity at the department to be able to manage uh, what you the, 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 there are no skills to manage this kind of infrastructure so therefore it is important to have partnerships uh, like your DBSAs, your IDTs your CUHAS and this the guys who have been uh, implementing uh, projects uh, uh, of this nature in different provinces and therefore this is just one of the models that uh, we believe that it will go a long way in helping us uh, with the uh, lack of um, capacity that we have Mm -hmm. and also uh, their structures are in such a way that uh, they can uh, Procure uh, for contractors. Uh, procure for professional service providers. Does that what mean we need to do?
1: Does that mean that you've now yes. done away with the implementing agents that were unable to do the job, that did not have the capacity to do the job?
2: Uh, what we have done uh, after the roll out of the first 49 schools in the Eastern Cape, we realized that uh, we only had one implementing agent and we have given uh, them that uh, 49 uh, schools, uh, but then what we realized is that if you get a hiccup, really it affects the rest of your roll out plan and that is why we have now brought on board more implementing agents and what we further did was to make sure that we reduce the work that we allocate to each implementing agent at uh, any given point in time and uh, further on we have insisted that um, for a number of projects we would like the implementing agent to have a professional service provider dedicated to that as well as uh, going down to the contractors Mm -hmm. what we had uh, was to give some of the contractors uh, many schools that uh, 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 they were not able to cope with. So we have also insisted that no one contractor can be given more than five schools at a time, for example. So we are trying to manage it in in some ways uh, but not dealing our way with uh, implementing agents because we don't have the capacity to manage the contextual Mm -hmm. relationships that uh, need to be uh, entered into.
1: And out of the 49 schools that are being constructed in the Eastern Cape, Um, How many have been completed?
2: Uh, So far, Master, in the beginning I tried to allude to that we have uh, completed, uh, and when I say complete, that is practical completion, and that is just a a technical way of saying now the learners can uh, go on to the classrooms. We have been able to complete 17 schools so far, but on average, all of the schools that we are having, On average, at 86%, uh, and uh, we were obviously affected by some of the contracts that had to be terminated because contractors uh, defaulted. All right. So,
1: we're looking out of 49 schools, 17 have been completed, and 17 are actually having students occupying these new facilities already.
2: That's correct. Uh, But, in fact, uh, but in fact, we have um, even more than 17 uh, schools in which we have uh, given what we call just beneficial uh, occupation for learners to be using the classrooms whilst the contractor is completing the rest of the works. So yes, it's 17, but there are maybe 10 or so more uh, classroom schools where we have given uh, learners beneficial occupation. Um, just give us an idea of when we talk about uh,
1: the replacement of these inappropriate schools, um, what, what, what structures are we looking at? What is available to young people? How does this new structure uh, contribute to learning and teaching? Uh,
2: my Chaba, what we are doing on our city is to make sure that... Um, we adhere to the guidelines that currently are out. Uh, they were compiled by the National Department, uh, guidelines to providing infrastructure to uh, public schools, uh, and we are looking at basic functionality. Uh, most of the schools that we have one of, uh, in our program are primary schools, and what we are providing there, we are providing uh, classrooms, we are providing what we call a resource center, and this resource center, it has uh, your multimedia, which is a library combined with uh, IT. Uh, we have a science lab. We have also what we call a multi-purpose classroom where uh, arts and other uh, um lessons can be given in there. We have the administration block for the teachers. Uh, We also have a nutrition center where the children can be uh, fed. And lastly, we have the great art classrooms as well, in addition to the basic services that we're providing, ablution facilities, Mm -hmm. uh, water, as well as electrification.
1: Now, one of the things that Mr. Block has mentioned is that communities themselves need to also come into into the fray and play their part. How can they be of assistance to us, Um
2: Basically, Mastrava, in the program, we have uh, what we call social facilitators. And uh, what has been happening in uh in, in where we are building the schools, we would basically go in and introduce the projects. And where the community helps a lot is whereby they uh, protect the structures themselves because in certain instances, if you don't get the buy-in from the community, mm-hmm. uh, not much gets done because you'll find the communities uh, stopping the projects and all of that. And this we have really um, been able to do quite well with the communities, so collaborating and really uh, helping as much as possible. And um, in terms of
1: starting something, you, you've said that the grant specifically focuses on the inappropriate buildings and the basic services. Um, so if a community starts something, um, you would not be able to come on board as a city, would you? Because then we're talking about a structure that's already existing and you are looking only at inappropriate buildings.
2: Yes, uh, that's correct message Chava. I have okay. actually have a list that I am working on, you know, and the budget has been made available for this particular list of schools that are on our list. And therefore anything over and above the list, it has to be um considered on other forums. And uh, just to
1: bring you in, Mr. Block, um, Ms. Ziella talks about the need for communities to buy into the changes that are taking place, to be part and parcel of not only, um, you know, the contribution, but also the commitment and making sure that even security, they play security guards if need be in terms of uh, looking after the resources that will change the face of their schools. Are we not putting too much on, on the shoulders of communities that have been doing without for so long. Yes, we understand that communities also need to play their part, but it's very difficult for me to play my part um, when there are no toilets in that particular school. How do I now start um, constructing toilets? How, what do I know about pipes and, and, and uh, you know, uh, water pipes and sewage pipes that have uh, been that just eroded through time and need to be replaced completely?
0: Look, it's not easy, but I think communities insist on local procurement, Mm -hmm. on training, on the development of skills amongst the youth. And I would add, apart from just keeping your eye on the school, I would also say say, send some of the contractors to jail for trying to make too much money out of the issues Mm -hmm. and for pretending that the schools are completed. So I think there are a lot of things. Also the teaching community, some of the teachers are doing incredible jobs. Some of the teachers we saw in Satu which had just organized a strike in the Eastern Cape and the next day they were not at school because they were busy electing officials. So I think teachers themselves and their unions need to come to the party. I think there are a lot of things that what, what that one can do without putting too much burden on people. And we've seen it happening in KwaZulu-Natal in the rural areas, mm-hmm. sometimes with an IFP chief rather than an ANC chief. And it hasn't been a problem that there's been somebody who's got his own political issues as long as he's developmental and he's ready to get his community mobilized. And we've seen that the schools and the principals are ready to make their schools available to the community more widely, mm-hmm. as places mm-hmm. to meet, as places where they can bring their children. It is their children. So I think one has to say, you know what, if you can't bring your own children to a class, then don't expect something to happen in that place. I don't think it helps to just simply give from above. And I wish people would stop working from lists and would go out and see what's happening in the schools and would work with the principals, with the teachers, with the people in the community, many of whom are trying very, very hard mm. and are doing fabulous things.
1: Mm. Also because my concern is some of these schools have not been vandalized per se. It's just wear and tear over time because there were not much money was put into maintaining the infrastructure of that school. So are we saying that those particular schools will now forfeit assistance or even any kind of infrastructure development because they are not seen as not having any basic necessities to begin with? And, and what about those students in those particular schools? But I guess these are the broader issues that need to be directed at the Department of Basic Education and we are really heartened at the work that is being done by ACID and we hope that next time we talk to you, Oz Tzulufela, uh, we'll be talking about uh, 30 schools completed and occupied and only 19 to go. But we really commend the work that you're doing. Thank you so much for your time, ma'am.
2: Thank you very much, Chava.
1: And thank you, Mr. Graham Block, always being available to us. Really, really appreciate your time and data.
0: Thank you. Well, thank you very much for talking about education and thank you to city for trying to make a difference as well. Talking
1: to the Accelerated Schools Infrastructure Development Initiative Program Manager Tulu Fellow Diale and Education Analyst and Developmental Activist the Graham Block talking about the eradication of mud schools in the Eastern Cape Province and looking at infrastructure also being laid out. We're talking here about water, electricity and sanitation. When we come back Relationship Corner and tonight we're Talking about those gadgets that we love so much. What is your relationship to your smartphone? Is it a smart one or are you perhaps allowing the obsession to take over and possess you? Is it taking you further away from your family? O eight nine one one oh four two oh seven is the number to dial. Tell us about your relationship to your technical gadgets or SMS us on three four seven oh one. SMS number is three. We'll be chatting to Mia von Shah in a short while. If you can sing, dance and act, then this one's for you. Register now to audition for the ACT Ned Nedbank Performing Arts Scholarship and stand a chance to win 60,000 or 105,000 or the top scholarship worth 150,000 rand. To find out more, visit the Arts and Culture Trust website, act.org.za or call 11 712 Registrations close 31st of May.
0: Please join me, Richard Wamba, this Saturday for the dance edition of The African Connection, where the music does the
2: talking.
0: The African Connection with Richard Wamba every Saturday afternoon from 1 to 3. The Talk shop.
1: This is The Talk Shop on SAFM 104 to 107. I am Masichaba Mdolo. And on our relationship corner tonight, we're talking technology and you. What is your relationship to your smartphone? Is it a smart one, or are you perhaps allowing it to become a possession that is starting to own and possess you? For someone who is a parent, are you putting technology before your children? How do you make family time technology-free, and how do you define family time? Is technology taking you further away from your family? or taking your calls on 0891-104-207, 0891-104-207, or SMS 34701. SMS number is 34701, and SMSs are charged at two rand. A very warm welcome to our guest, Mia Von Schaap, Transformational Coach, joining us in the studio. Hi, and welcome.
3: Hi, thank you so much, Master Chavez. Lovely to be here.
1: Thank you very much for your time, and thank you for coming through. What is the general... Relationship that we have with our technical gadgets, Mia?
3: Well, unfortunately, the technical gadgets are taking over. Um, <laughs> it's, I'm seeing it more and more, you know, with even iPads coming into the preschools and the kids are getting into this technology, they're loving it, and of course, there's great value in it. I mean, they are fantastic teaching tools, there's great things the kids can learn from them, but unfortunately, as parents, what we're doing with our own smartphones and iPads and TV and computers is that we're getting so involved with that that we're forgetting that our kids are imitating us.
1: Because I was going to say that, that it seems whenever we talk, to, we talk about technological gadgets, it's immediately, oh, no, these children are far more advanced. It's the children that are forever on their cell phones, on their iPods, mm. you know, that are forever having some kind of, of device plugged into their ears. But we forget that we as parents also, in our own way, are doing the same thing.
3: Yes, and I think we're doing it, in a sense, more than them, and they're learning from us, because I've seen it even in my own home. You know, my husband will get up in the morning, and he goes straight to check his computer. hasn't even said good morning yet, so, (laughs) you know, if that's happening with us, and we're quite aware of it. Um, We don't even have a television at home. We have a computer where the kids can watch movies but we limit this kind of Mm -hmm, thing in our home mm -hmm. so even being aware of it it's slipping into our house so i imagine it's the same in most people's homes
1: yes 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 it is unfortunately and i'm saying this vehemently (laughs) because i'm one of those uh, parents that is grappling with this but Aren't we talking about giving our children the best? Um, you talk about the iPads in the preschools. They mm. are amazing. Leap pads, leap pad explorers that are educational games on yes. them. In, in our efforts to give our children the best and give them you know a head start are we sabotaging our relationship with them do you think
3: definitely and I think when we talk about giving our kids the best we've got to look at balance Mm -hmm. so yes it's fantastic for them to have that technology and if you can afford it definitely do it I mean they're growing up in a technological age they need to know how to use these things it's going to be a part of their world and at the same time Kids also need to learn to communicate, and communicating through a cell phone or over a computer is not the same as that one-on-one connection that we get with people. So, if kids are constantly on those things, and if we are ourselves, I mean, I see it with parents all the time, where they're spending time with their children, Mm -hmm. in inverted commas, Mm -hmm. but actually they're on their phone. They're talking on it, or they're checking their email on it, and... What the children are learning is that that phone is more important than me. That's your message. Mm-hmm. You're telling them, I, this, I said I was going to spend time with you, and now I'm on my phone. So the hidden message there, really, is that the phone is more important, and whoever's on the other side of that phone is more important than you. And that's not a message we want to be giving our kids. But
1: I mean, I know people who
3: have something
1: like two even cell phones and, you know, they'll say, no, this is my personal one and this is my work one. And you find people with the the big iPads and the mini iPads saying, no, this is personal, (laughs) this is work. And every time it looks like we talk about these particular issues, the issue of work comes up. Mm. Work has got to be factored in. We can't ignore that. We need to earn money. We need to provide for our families. Yes. So how do I balance that How do I do what I need to do Because that is what puts, puts food on the table But mm-hmm. how do I also Then factor in the relationship With my children, with my
3: family Well I think it's looking in terms of I suppose scheduling your time This is work time And I'm going to work During work time I work When work time is over If I say I'm going to spend time with my family Then I am spending time with my family Switch the phone off Turn the computer mm. off. Even if you're doing it for an hour a day, you know, I think we can all fit in an hour for our kids that where the phone is off and the computer's off, <laughs> you know, if we really look at it. <laughs> so, you know, it may be something as simple as dinner time. Say dinner time is technology-free time. No one has to bring their phone to the table. Nobody answers their phone during dinner. We don't jump up and check our email. Mm-hmm. We just sit down and have... 30 minutes, 40 minutes, an hour together as a family where we sit and talk like we used to mm-hmm. in the olden days, mm-hmm. you know. And we one on one. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's
1: also, it's it's changed a lot because we don't know what is happening in our children's lives. We don't even know what is taking place in our partners' lives. Mm-hmm. Because in the past, you know, the phone would ring on the landline, on the wall. Yes. And you'd <laughs> pick it up and you, someone would say, hi, can I speak to so-and-so? And you're like, oh, are you the that I heard about yesterday. Now we have no idea who we're speaking mm. to, who we're communicating to. Mm.
3: And I think in a lot of ways, you know, this is where we as parents have to embrace technology mm. because we do need to be on Facebook and on Twitter and I'm going to sound like the old dinosaur now, but mix it. I think they've moved <laughs> on what from mix it now. <laughs> 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 you know, to be on those um forum so that we can see what's going on and it's quite public then you know, I mean, you look at a Facebook page, your life is quite public mm-hmm. if you're posting mm-hmm. on there. So if you can be on there and stay in touch with your kids' lives through technology, it's okay to do that, but you must, again, have that balance where you're speaking to them one-on-one as well and spending proper quality time with them. And then you could say to them, you're sitting over dinner, hey, I saw you posted something on Facebook today. That was really nice. Who's that friend of yours? <laughs> you know, bring uh, it into the conversation. It sounds lovely, but... <laughs> How practical is it, especially with the teenagers yeah. who
1: don't even want to be associated with you? We're talking about technology and our tech gadgets, asking, what is your relationship to your smartphone? Is technology, your tech gadgets, taking you further away from your family? Mia Von Shah, Transformational Coach, joins us in the studio. And we're taking your calls on 891 104 891 104 or SMS us on 34701. SMS number is 3. 4701 and SMSs are charged at 2 rand. What is your relationship to your smartphone? Is it a smart relationship or are you allowing it to become a possession that is starting to own and possess you? Is it dictating the kind of relationship that you will have with your family, with your children? We're back after this.
0: Cheer yourself for twenty-two exciting regular Friday evening appointments because Nut for Nut is back. We're gonna rock you again with brand new music challenges, bubbling contestants, brilliant guest artists, and our red-hot band. Kick off your shoes, phones off the hook, on with your music hats, and come and sing, play, and laugh along with us. See you every Friday evening at seven thirty on SABC Two for the usual
3: fun and games associated with Nut for Nut. Can't wait.
1: Are you a woman in business? Do you use any form of technology in your business? If yes, the Department of Trade and Industry invites you to enter for the 2013 Technology for Women in Business Awards. Entry forms can be downloaded from www.thedti.gov.za or call Ntambelenis Shabedi on 012-394-3866. The closing date for submissions is the 31st of May, 2013. The DTI, empowering women in business and broadening economic participation.
0: The Standard Bank Jazz Festival kicks off in Grahamstown on the 27th of June. SAFM is proud once again to be the official radio partner. Join us for 10 days of amazing jazz and blues featuring Mikasa, Esavan Naidu and dozens more local and international jazz superstars. Also featuring the 2013 Young Artist Award winner for jazz, Shane Cooper. SAFM will be there to bring you some amazing performances and keep you in the loop with all the backstage action, but there's nothing quite like being there, so book now at CompuTicket and head to Grandstown for the Standard Bank Jazz Festival.
1: The SABC is looking for a demand manager who will be responsible for conducting statistics Statistical and trend analysis. Work with all SABC user departments in determining their requirements and develop good relationships with key customers. Applicants must have a bachelor's degree in supply chain management, planning and forecasting or a B engineering, BSc, BCom in supply chains, plus an advanced degree in MBA, MBL, or similar field. The incumbent must have eight years' experience in a business environment, preferably supply chain management. Preference will be given, but not limited, to candidates from designated groups in terms of the Employment Equity Act and the SABC's Employment Equity Initiatives. Kindly send your applications, including a comprehensive CV, to the HR manager, Group services room two six radio park or email group vacancies at sabc.co.za. The closing date is the seventh of june
0: twenty thirteen. The talk shop
1: this is the talk shop on SAFM 104 to 107? I am Masichaba Mdolo on our relationship corner tonight, talking about technology, our tech gadgets. Asking, what is your relationship to your tech gadgets? Your smartphone, is it a smart one, or is it possessing you and owning you? Is it dictating the type of relationship, the quality of the relationship that you have with your family? 0891 104 is the number to dial. 0891 104 or SMS 34701, SMS number is 34701, and SMSs are charged at two rand. I'd just like somebody to call me and let me know why you have two cell phones. The whole, you know, explanation, one is for personal and one is for work. What, what, what do you mean? You need two lines in order to, to live your life, to conduct your life? If someone were to call you, heaven forbid, on the work front line and uh, they want to talk about personal stuff, what then do you do? Do you say, no, 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 call me on the personal line. I'm going <laughs> to hang up. But how does this work? I just, I'm just asking because I'm just curious. I've seen us with our tech gadgets. And honestly, we are so far removed from the people that we are sitting with. Mia Von Shah, transformational coach, joining us in the studio. We're not advocating that people throw away their
3: tech gadgets. No, absolutely not. We are (laughs) living in that world and they are necessary, I mean... I just see it for one day, you know, you've dropped your phone and it's not working and you try to function in this world. (laughs) We're not used to doing it anymore. Um, So certainly you want to keep them and you definitely want to expose your kids to technology. It is the world they're growing up into. Um, I think really what we're talking about is just being a good example of balance using the technology Mm -hmm. and having that balance of actual human connection and I think kids these days are really losing touch with that how to have a normal conversation because you see it particularly with the teenagers Mm -hmm, now mm -hmm. they'll be sitting right next to each other and texting each other and you think well (laughs) wow you could just turn around and talk (laughs) you know your friend is right next to you and I understand you know they have their reasons for doing it Mom is mm. sitting there and they don't want you to hear what they're saying. But
1: also, one of the problems that I have picked up on is on a Sunday, what you'd think of as family day, we ourselves, as the parents, as the adults, are having fat conversations on WhatsApp.
0: You yes. know.
1: We're using um, these uh, 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 forums, as you say, to maintain relationships mm-hmm. with friends and at the expense of our family. Yes. Uh, are we? Are we still... Getting together as friends, are we still getting together as family members and looking each other in the eye and having those conversations, or have we you know, relegated all that to the to the social media platforms?
3: You know, I don't think it's taken over completely. I don't think it's quite that weak, the outlook. You know, I still see it. We like to go on the weekend for picnics at Emerentia mm-hmm. and I see plenty of families out there, Throwing balls and frisbees and, you know, catching some sun and having some proper family time. So it is still there. I just think that on the whole, it has taken over a little bit too much. Mm-hmm. A bit so that, you know, like you were saying We don't know what's going on in our kids' lives Why? Because we're not sitting around the dinner table Together and having a chat But are we also as
1: parents Using the tech gadgets as an excuse Not to engage in conversations That we'll find uncomfortable Because, um, you know, you talk about families Around emerentia, but one has to ask How old are the kids that are throwing the frisbees That Mm. are part of this interaction
3: Yes, Um, a lot of the time they are The younger ones, Mm. I think once they get To that teenage stage Cycle. I'm not going with you to the park. <laughs> I don't <laughs> want to be seen dead with you Let alone
1: sitting in the park Talking
3: to you <laughs> The joys of teenagers <laughs> But this is where I think it has to happen at home You know the, the conversations Around the dinner table mm-hmm. I like, always come back to that But if you have just that one time That's set aside That is a non-negotiable It's dinner time and we sit together And the phone is off and you will talk to us, Mm -hmm. you know, and we'll talk to you. And it's a good time. And if you start that when the kids are young and they're accustomed to that, that the TV goes off at that time, this is time for us to talk, we discuss our days, um, get into discussions about problems maybe we're having with each other, whatever it happens to be. But if they get used to that when they're little, you're going to have less of a fight when they hit those teenage Mm -hmm. years.
1: And, and it's about setting the example, as you say yes. That if we are not on our phones uh, Talking on our phones Then we're not sending a message to our children That this is how you communicate This is yes. the way of life One of the things that you said a little bit earlier on That really resounded was The messages that we send to our children mm. When we're sitting with them And we are busy on the phones The yes. messages that we're sending to even our partners Our loved ones yes. When we're sitting
3: on the phone Well, I mean, you see that If you go out with a friend for coffee And for half of the time you're out for coffee with them, they're on their phone to someone else, you're going to feel that they're being rude. Absolutely. disrespectful. And yet we think that it's okay to do that with our kids. You know, I'm spending time with you, but I'm on the phone. Mm. Or spending time with your partner and you're not actually with them. So I think this is just basic levels of respect between human beings. If I'm with you, I should be present with you. Um, Just showing somebody that that I'm switching off my phone, or if the phone rings, just saying, you know what, I can phone them back, shows such a level of respect Mm -hmm. for the person that you're Mm with, that I actually love spending time with you. I honor that. And I think the message that kids are getting is that we don't respect Mm -hmm. our time with them. Mm -hmm. So then we mustn't be surprised when they become teenagers and they're not interested in spending time with us. with us,
1: absolutely. Absolutely. Um, What about boundaries? I'm sure it's about setting boundaries that, um, you know, making sure that even your circle of friends, the people that you interact with, even colleagues, know that between such and such a time, I don't answer my phone. So if you call me, I will not be answering it.
3: Well, I think to switch your phone off...
1: Switch at all. Yeah, you
3: know, leave a message. We can I, always phone back. Yeah, <laughs> I, th- I
1: think one of the things that we always do is, oh, but it's work, and we think that that justifies everything, mm. or that exonerates us from any kind of responsibility in being rude and answering that phone.
3: Yes, and I think, you know, work, not that it has to take a back seat. But look at your priorities. Mm -hmm. What are your priorities? Because if we look at our standard day, how much time do we spend at work versus how much time do we spend with our families? So if you are spending eight, nine hours at work and you're spending maybe three hours with your family, but for half of that you're on the phone for work, well, then actually you're spending... 14 hours at work and, mm. <laughs> you know, mm. half an hour with your family. And if you look at just the amount of time you spend on each thing in your day, and I recommend people actually write it down, write down all the activities you do, eating, work, sleeping, spending time with the family, checking on emails, And how much time you spend on that and the things you spend the most time on, those are your priorities. Mm -hmm. And where does your family fall when you Mm -hmm. do that? Where does your
1: family fit in? Thank you so, so much for joining us. Mia von Schau, Transformational Coach, joining us in the studio, talking about technology and getting that balance right for family as well. Getting your priorities right. What is more important to you? Yes, you can say, I'm working for my family, but at the expense of losing that family, is it mm-hmm. worth it? And what is your relationship to your smartphone? Are you married to it much more than you are to your partner that you're living with in your home? Are you married to your phone much more than you are to your children, finding out how they are doing? Thank you so much, Mia Von Shah, Transformational Coach, joining us in the studio. I'm going to start documenting exactly how much time I'm spending <laughs> on the net, on the <laughs> cell phone now, just to get a sense of how warped my priorities are, because sometimes it's easy to sit back and say, yeah, look at that, yes. but we're not looking at ourselves. Correct. Absolutely. Thank you very, very much, Mia Von Schau. Right now, Time for African Affirmations brought to you by the Iskia Institute and then we talk about uh, the World Health Organization's official World No Tobacco Day.